introduce somebody to y'all. This is a great friend of the ministry. Come here, uh, Apostle Christopher Cookhorn. Come on up here. Come on up here. This is uh, one of my best friends. I mean, one of my best friends in the spirit, and I don't get to see him often, uh, but we were uh, also in the Marines, and so Semper Fi, happy Semper Memorial Fi. Day. And uh, I know it, we're celebrating memorial of the lives lost, uh, but I like uh, basically remembering anybody who decided that they were willing to give it as well. Yeah. And uh, so, man, it is so good to have you. I didn't know you were coming. <laughs> it is so good. Amen. To be here. Did the Lord send you? Yes. Amen. Did he tell you something to say? Well, say it. Well, it is so funny you mentioned turn because I I now live in Lake Wiley, so I'm about a hour and a half from here. Yeah. And um, this is one of those Sundays where I'm home. I typically travel, and I was praying about where to fellowship this morning. And God laid on, on my heart to come to Boomerang Church. Oh. And I said, well, I don't want to go to Boomerang. It's too far. <laughs> 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 and so God oh, gave me my heart. A, blesses. a word from out of Psalms 126. And so I'm sitting there and I'm like, God, it's crazy. It doesn't make much sense. But when you said that the Lord had been saying to you to turn, that's what Psalms 126 verse 1 declares. It declares that when God turns the captivity, and that word <laughs> captivity in the Hebrew means when God turns your prosperity and your posterity, when he turns it, they were like them who dreamed, like, yeah, my yeah. God, I can't believe that God has done this. Yeah. How could, when could, what, don't understand how, but... It, they were like them that dreamed. Whose mouths were filled with laughter. My God, yeah. because God turned that thing around. Yeah. Amen. Glory to God. <laughs> Glory. Man, I love you. I love you. I love you, man. It's so good to see you. It's Thank so you. And you'll have more before we're done. I got a feeling. <laughs> I just got a feeling. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Glory to God. Well, I want to tell you, um, I just got back from a conference. Uh, Paul and I were able to go to a uh, week-long conference with uh, Dr. Rodney Howard Brown. And um, if you don't know him, uh, he is actually, he comes under a lot of fire because the life of God. You know, uh, if the Holy Spirit decides to visit you, let me ask you this question. Do you think your physical body, your corrupted uh, flesh, you know, because your flesh is not renewed even if you're born again. If, if the Spirit of God decided to visit you and overflow you, do you think your corrupted body could handle it? <laughs> do you think it's possible, just possible, that if God himself visited you in a overflow that your body might not know what to do. And it might do some weird stuff. Yeah, yeah well, that's what happens. That's exactly what happens. 
And uh, so he gets criticized because God wants to do something in people, and people, because they have a corrupted flesh, you know, they don't handle it. You know, it's not, they don't have a glorified body ready to handle all of the presence and the glory of God. And yet, what we need, who is our comforter? The Holy Spirit. Who is our help? The Holy Spirit. Who is our teacher? The Holy Spirit. Do we need them? Yeah, but do we want a Holy Spirit that can be contained in this? No. <laughs> I sure don't. I need, I need something bigger than me, right? Anyway, uh, that was just a little side teaching. Amen. So there's a, and we were down there with him, and um, he's been such a blessing to us and to the ministry. And, uh, you know, I still like this altar. This is still new to me. I just like using it. I walk on the first one, now we'll walk on the second one. And, um, you know, it's just a, a blessing. And I just got confirmed on the way home yesterday that we were planning on having a building dedication. It's going to be Wednesday, I think that's September the 6th. So is that correct? Wednesday, that's going to be a building dedication. Wednesday, September the 6th. And uh, Dr. Rodney is coming to do the dedication. <laughs> So, yeah, he, he's coming in to do the dedication of this building. That is huge. <laughs> he, is it? Yeah. That doesn't, uh, I'll put it like this. I just heard him speaking yesterday. He's going to dedicate a 35,000-seat auditorium. That's the kind of stuff he does all around the world, and he's coming here to dedicate this. What a blessing. This is a huge blessing. I mean, God has done great things, but... What? Oh my goodness. This is huge. This is just huge. So mark it on your calendar. Go ahead. Take time off. You may want to take time off Thursday because he does. Paul can attest. Is this right? He might preach a little bit longer uh, than, you know, he, he might. Is that you think maybe, Paul? A little bit. <laughs> so uh, you might want to you might want to plan on that. And you know what? That kind of life and fullness of life of God, it's worth taking a day off to make sure that you're giving your all to receive from God uh, every time. Lord is worth you scheduling him, you, you putting him as a high priority. The Lord is worth that. Amen? Amen. So uh, just wanted to tell you that. We'll give you more details as time comes, but mark it down now. Don't, don't let it slip your uh, uh, memory. Go ahead and mark it down. And on Thursday, you know, take the morning off or something because we're probably going to be here late. At least the hungry people will. The people that get filled up the fullest. So uh, we'll be here. Amen. 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 Let's turn to uh, John chapter 15 and verse 16. Glory. Father, I just praise you, worship you. You are so good and so mighty. Lord, we actually believe that you're good here, and we experience it, and it comes out of our mouth. We will not allow the rocks to rise up and praise you over us, in Jesus' name. We recognize your goodness, your mercy, and your glory, and we're going to let you and the world, and especially the devil, know it. That you are so good, you are mighty, and you are glorious, Father. We praise you. Glory to God. Yes, dobra We've been talking a whole lot 
uh, at least uh, on some levels, about the glory of God. And the glory of God needs to visit uh, not just this church today, but it needs to visit the church. The glory of God and a touch from heaven needs to visit us on a regular basis. But again, when God uh, visits us, we don't always handle that correctly. I mean, I, I've been at a place before where the fire of God has touched me and my body literally shook for three days straight and did not stop. And any time I started praying in tongues and praying in the spirit, it would start again. And I, I mean, it was strange. I mean, it, it sounds strange you hearing it, but you should have been the one who was doing the shaking. You know, I mean, it was like I told Nicole, I remember I said, put your hand on my stomach. And it was just going like this. And I'm like, I can't stop it. I can't stop that. And uh, I tried to stop. I was like, mm, it just, you know, and I was like, man, what in the world is going on? It was just the fire of God and the glory of God. And this, this is some years ago. And I didn't know what I had. I had, you know, I was just like hungry for God. And, you know, those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, his right things, they shall be filled. Well, I got real hungry. Guess what he did? He kept his word. He filled me. He filled me up, you know, and just, you know, it was awesome, you know. And uh, you like that noise? It's good. And uh, there for literally a month to two months, every time I would pray in the spirit, it started doing it. Just going again and again. I'm going to just do that and just see our laughing every time I do that. I can just do that. That'll be my preaching today. That's, Luke does that. Luke, Luke has his little machine guns, right? And uh, his machine guns, he'll go like that. And the girls are like, how do you do that? They're like, you know, and the, the Abigail and Rachel's jealous because Luke can, you know, anyway, that's it. So anyway, it was just, I was just filled with the fire of God. My body couldn't contain it. Well, we're going to see the glory of God. The turn and the shift and the promotion is walking in new levels of his glory, new levels of his fire. Not just me individually, not just me personally, but we as a church and you in your lives. And you know what? The people around you and your family members, they don't need stale prayers. They don't need stale praying. They need prayers that have the life of God on them. Spiritually, they need some in them, right? They need some power in them. They, we don't need stale stuff. We need real stuff, right? But you know what? When you start getting real with God, here's the thing. Your mind might not be able to wrap itself around how real God can be in your life. In other words, it's going to step outside of what you know and thank God because if it was within what you know, you can't handle your problems. That would mean God can't handle your problems. But he can handle your problems. He's real. So we've got to submit our mind and submit our flesh to him, not make him submit himself to our mind and our flesh. Amen? And so we're going to see these things happening. I expect that even right now as I'm talking, the Lord is starting to move in people and starting to deal with people. And starting, you're starting to feel the rise of the Holy Spirit if you don't feel it already. Is there anybody right now, you're already feeling the move and the glory of God? Amen. Look, look, see, I'm, I'm not just throwing stuff out there. That's real. Raise your hand again if you're already feeling that, like legitimately. Yeah. See that? <laughs> Pastor Chris said, 
So, don't be afraid of that. Learn that God is bigger than what you have known. Submit yourself to the fact that we need a God like that. Glory to God. Are you feeling the same kind of stuff that you felt down there? See, it's not just, it's not just located there. It's anybody who carries the fire of God and anybody who will submit themselves and hunger for the power of God. Amen. Is there anybody right now, you're just saying, I'm hungering right now. I want, I want more of God right now. It, just come up. Come up real quick. Real quick. See, you, we don't have to do services in the same order. Well, wow. I was like looking for one person. Just one person for the amen. See, this is why there's a turn. Father, we praise you and we worship you. Glory be. Glory be. Glory be in Jesus' name. Glory be. Glory be. Boys, step right there to the side just for a second. Y'all hold hands. Nope, nope, just you two. Glory of God, fire of God, rise up in them in Jesus' name. Fire, yeah, let it burn. Glory to God. Let the glory of God surround you. Fire of God be in Jesus' name. Fire of God be in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Glory, fire of God. Go there behind you. Just touch them on their shoulder lightly so they know you're there. Come, you can go ahead and submit your flesh if you want to. Bakura beast beast. Bear, handle that, please. There you go. Yeah, yeah, glory, glory, but rip couldn't fire of God. Come here, Ashley. Hey, Duma, just raise your hand. There you go. Fire of God, be now on her and in her life. Holy Spirit, fill her up in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for the hunger. 
of a young heart. Thank you for your hunger, fire of God, fire of God, be in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Do you feel him? Yeah? What do you feel? You can't explain it. God's good, isn't he? Is he real? <laughs> How old are you? Eleven. <laughs> if words come to you to explain it, you tell me, okay? All right. More, Lord. More now. In Jesus' name. Sultanita. Rivers of living water and the power of God be in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. 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 Overflowing fire, fire be in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Love of God manifest now and fire be in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you. Fire be now in Jesus' name. Fire be now. Just put your hands right there on your belly. Fire, rivers of living water, be now in the name of Jesus. Fire of God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Fire of God. Just raise your hands. Miss you. Say amen. Life of God, be now in Jesus' name. Fire of God, be. Fill and overflow. Rivers of living water. Rivers of living water. Rivers of living water. Rivers of living water. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Rivers of living water. Rivers of living water. Be now. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Rivers be now. Let me see your hands. Fire of God be now. Life. Yeah. Review it all. Review it all. He's reviewed your life, and he has said, hey, you messed up. I knew about it. I knew about it the whole time. I did not care. I loved you anyway. Father, we just receive that. Say, Father, I receive, I receive your forgiveness right now in the name of Jesus. Fill me up, Lord, in, with your precious Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. I just, have you been thinking about your life? Have you been reviewing it or something and just thinking back through stuff? Yeah. 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 I think, I don't know what that is exactly, but the Lord will reveal that to you. But I think it's not only as he see what you're doing, but he's doing the same thing. And he doesn't care. He loves you. 
and he wants to give to you. But not only that, but he's reviewed the rest of your life. And he's seen the plans that he has for you. And they're great and they're mighty. And he wants to bring them to pass. Today, establish that future in your will, Lord, in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Fire of God, be now in the name of Jesus. Turn, turn in Jesus' name. Santavloti, Mobarakandi, Pontianti di Stevlo, Dambastori, Tafrostic Ramon, Jerabaram. From the feet up, burn them down in Jesus' name. Kubistamo, Bolsam Rumble Simon, Bates to Ramatide, Bates to Stolundo Tom, Pandi Bates. <laughs> Raise your hands. Fire of God, be in Jesus' name. So the Ninicantamoso, Langium, Banchkorikistem, Roeni, Bonchelavo, so the fire. Be pray in the spirit. Bogdanamajitini, Blestakinini, Bostur Costa, Bansurabi, Yataniti, Horemakadiasto, Handios Cortista, Lano Sonro, fire of God, be now, Chicken, Los Bro, stay in me. Fire of God, be on these boys. Be in their hands. Hand me both of them. Hand me your other hand. Hands, fire of God, be in these hands, Lord, to bring about your will and bring about healing in Jesus' name for the rest of their lives. Bring about your power. Let it be established in them. They are bringers and carriers of your glory and your power and it shall never be taken away and it shall never be blocked in Jesus name glory to God Yacht. <laughs> hello 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 mom hello mom hello is he moving on you hello Bring me a mic, please. How's he moving on you? In my heart. Huh? In my heart. In your heart? Amen. What's he doing? He's in there. Yeah. He's been in there. Is he overflowing it? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because normally, I mean, he's been in our heart, but normally we're not crying and have tears no. of joy, do we? I always have that. Yeah, do you do? I do. <laughs> Good. Amen. He's he's kicked it off this morning. He did. Glory to God. Church. Amen. Amen. Fire of God, be now in Jesus' name. Love overflow now in Jesus' name. Kotaleni. Yeah, glory to God. Are you filled with the Spirit? Yes. You are? Amen. Do you pray in tongues a lot? I do not. You don't know how to? Well, you just here. Take my hands. I got you. I got you. You got a broke shoulder? Well, God can handle that. Amen. Amen. What could you do? Uh, show me what you, uh, is there a limit to your shoulder? Can you only go so high or something? Is that right there? Okay, all right. That's as high as it can go right there? I got a good heart. Yeah, amen. That's all right. Show me again how high it can go. 
All right. When All I right. wash my hair, I have to go like that. Okay. All right. You can watch. Lord, just manifest your love now in Jesus' name. Shoulder, be well, be healed. Those that believe will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Fire of God, love of God, do what you do in Jesus' name. Now, you leave this hand over here and you raise that up again. <laughs> do it one more time. <laughs> Amen. Could she do that? <laughs> they have to help me wash my hair. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Lord, more, more, Lord, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Say, Father, Father I, receive I receive my healing, my healing by, your love by your love right now. Right now. In Jesus' name. And forevermore. And forevermore. That's All right, right, do it again. Do it again. <laughs> All right, now hold it up there for just a second. Repair, Lord. Repair and make it new in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Glory to God. All right, now you lift. I'm, I don't want to lift it. You, you do it. That's higher. <laughs> Glory. All right, now pray with me. You just pray with me. The Lord's going to give you syllables. And uh, he says, when you ask me to be filled, I will fill you. And I won't let it be counterfeit. So, Lord, right now, just say, Father. Father. And Jesus. And Jesus. I ask you to fill me. I ask you to fill me. With your precious Holy Spirit. With your precious Holy Spirit. Spirit. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now, I'm going to pray in the Spirit. And you're going to feel a bubbling up. And you're going to get some syllables. Let me hold it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you. that's fine. Put your hands right there. Now, you just pray with me. You feel, you feel them feeling you? Yeah, amen. And I like that faith. Now, you just speak in faith, whatever you in Jesus' name. You might want to get me some batteries for this pack. For my yeah, you just sit here. Yeah, Fill her, Lord, now in Jesus' name. You just stay here and praise Him. Somebody stand with her. Glory to God. Fire of God, be now in Jesus' name. Be in Jesus' name. Fire of God. I'll let y'all hold hands too. Fire of God. Be in Jesus' name. Fire and life. Fill up now in the name of Jesus. Fire. Raise your hands. It's going to be different. It's going to be real. He's already touching you. Fire be in Jesus' name. Fire be now. Burn it out. Make it fresh. Make it whole. Make it new. Now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. 
Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Fire of God, be tema somle judis pūtsir kanana posteniki. Fire. Yeah. Thank you. Filling, filling. Fire. Bustaniet. Trosh. Tapos. Poroskist. Pedobosobokodini. Bonjikono. Banshi. Fire. Beatne. No. Tingist. Karabos. Edini. Fire. Be. In Jesus' name. Sodoro. Hayatini. Thank you, Father, for your fire. Fire, Lord. Thank you, Father, for your fire. Fire in Jesus' name. Animal. Glory of God. Fire be in Jesus' name. Hold your hand. Y'all hold hands. Fire of God. Love of God. Be in Jesus' name. Fire be now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Yeah, glory. He loves y'all. He loves y'all. Oh, my goodness, he loves you. He loves you both, and he loves you together so much. He loves you. 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 That's the key to breakthrough and receiving his love. Lord, we receive. Say, Father, we receive your love. Right now and forevermore. So thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Just continue to sit. Don't go yet. Praying yet? So that I might pray with me, but not in English, okay? I know you might not know how to do that. Just let your spirit pray, okay? Miracho, miracle, praise you, Father. Out of your spirit, your spirit will start to praise God, and your mouth wants to let it be said. It's beautiful. Have you felt them stir up inside of you? Yeah, amen, amen. Glory, glory. Come here. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm, we are glad to have you today. Glad to be here. Amen. God is so good. Was there anybody else? Yeah, Lord. Now, if you got prayer, because some people they don't know they they don't know what to think of this, and I understand that. I used to be that way. Paul used to be that way. <laughs> but if I prayed for you, and you felt something, and you know it was not Pastor Brian. Will you raise your hand? See, see, I can't do, I can't do that. I can't do that, but God can. And he wants to. He wants to pour out in our lives. He wants, see, a lot of times, I remember we had a service not too long ago, and man, it just looked different to a lot of people.
Uh, I remember Miss Sharon walked away. She said, I've been praying for something for six months. And in that moment, when it looked different to our physical, uh, natural, worldly mind, it looked different. It looked weird. It looked strange. But in a moment, God answered her prayer, something she'd been praying for for six months. See, sometimes we need outside of our box because we need an outside of our box solution. We need an outside of our thinking answer. Glory to God. Thank you. Thank you, Miss Doris. Thank you, Father. I think those glasses were Miss Teresa's. So have you found John 15? I gave you plenty of time. Let me read this to you. John 15, verse 16. You did not choose me, but I chose you. This is Jesus talking. And appointed you that you would go and bear fruit. Now we know that he's basically talking. I want you, listen, the same way that you've just been submitting to the Lord in prayer and receiving that prayer, I want you to receive this word in your spirit the same way. You did not choose me. He's talking to you. But I chose you. Jesus chose you. He reviewed your life. And he chose you. Isn't that right? He reviewed our lives and he still chose us. But he chose us and he gave us a mission. He gave us something to go do. He says, and I appointed you that you would go and bear fruit and that your fruit would remain, that it would be eternal. So that whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. He, he called us to bear fruit. Now, who in here as a believer, because he's talking to believers, who in here as a believer is outside of this? Who's outside of this command and the wish of God to bear fruit? Is there any of us that are exempt? No, no, not at all. None of us are exempt. Let's turn to John chapter 4. In verse 32 through 36, I'm going to read this in the New Living. John 4, 32 through 36. But Jesus replied, because they were wondering where he got food from. I have a kind of food you know nothing about. I have a kind of food you know nothing about. And they said, did someone bring him food while we were gone? The disciples asked each other. You know, that's what you do with preachers sometimes. You're like, what is he doing? Where is he at? I, hey, mate, why is he going there? What is he doing? Why did he pray for people before he preached? Preachers. Then Jesus explained. It's okay, laugh. It's cool. I mean, you don't have to. But it's all right. I see you, Christian. So the lady that I was talking about, she was laughing. Every time she laughed, she reminded me of you. And I was thinking all week, I was like, that's grown-up Christian right there. Jesus explained, my nourishment comes from doing the will of God. 
Now that ought to tell us something. Do you feel, ever feel like you need more in your life? You need nourishment? Nourishment? I need, I need some strength. I need some nourishment. I need some supply. I need some provision. I need some energy. I need some sleep. Can I get an amen anywhere? I mean, my goodness. Are y'all, it's either y'all are like, oh my gosh, yes, 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 or you don't, you've got everything solved one or the other. I'm not sure. All right. Amen. Loud amen. All right, good. You ever feel like you have nourishment? You need nourishment? He says this. He says, look, nourishment comes from doing the will of God. Well, we already know that the will of God is to, I saw you raise that arm right there. Look at that. Look at that. That's a miracle. Amen. He says, my nourishment comes from doing the will of God who sent me from finishing his work. He says, you know the saying, four months between planting and harvesting, but I say, wake up and look around. The fields are already ripe for harvest. He says, nourishment comes from doing the will of God. And that verse that we already read said that the will of God for every believer is that we produce fruit that remains. Now let's look at what kind of fruit he's talking about. There's multiple kinds of fruit, but here's one that I want us to pay attention to. He says, the fields are already ripe for harvest. Verse 36, the harvesters are paid good wages, and the fruit they harvest is people brought to eternal life. What joy awaits both the planter and the harvester alike. What joy awaits. We're supposed to be harvesting the fruit of people, winning souls, bringing people. But you know what? A lot of times, how many people would be willing and humble enough to say, I haven't been doing that enough. I have not been producing fruit besides me. Man, he's convicted me. He's convicted me. We, we, I'm not exempt either from that command to produce fruit. I'm not exempt. Get your camera. Come here. Come here, Mom. <laughs> come here real quick. Well, we'll walk good here in just a second. I'll help you. I won't. I feel great in my leg. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, here. Look at that. Okay, let's go. All right, let's go. <laughs> now, I want you... You can be back in the chair. I'm going to turn around. I want you to raise your arm like you just praised God a second ago and show them. <laughs> Look right here. Raise your arm again. <laughs> Look, at, God did that. Praise God. You couldn't go beyond that a second ago. I'd have to hold this arm to listen to it. Yeah. Perhaps my shoulder would go for me. Well, listen, I want you, every time you think about that, I want you to keep lifting it and, and you just pray, lift it in praise to the Lord and watch Him continue to give you full motion and full healing and restoration be in Jesus' name. Glory to God. That's awesome. Amen. 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 And he's strengthening your legs in Jesus' name. We're strengthening every step. The, 
the blessing of God and the healing of God. Amen. I'll get it. Or you can get it. Go ahead. <laughs> Look at that. Amen. That's, that's a miracle. Glory. Amen. Really? That's a miracle. God just <laughs> Amen. Man. Let's turn to Revelation. We need fruit that remains. We need to win souls. Revelation chapter 3. Verse 15. I know your deeds, that you are neither hot nor cold. I wish that you were cold or hot. So because you are lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. I wish, this is God speaking, Jesus talking. I wish that you were hot or cold. But because you're neither one, you're lukewarm, I will spit you out of my mouth. I've been thinking about this verse quite a bit uh, recently. And uh, one of the things that really stuck out to me was I kind of always saw that on a scale. So it was like hot was on top, cold was on the bottom, lukewarm's in the middle. And according to temperature, that's correct. But according to the heart of God, that's the wrong order. See, he'd rather us be hot or cold, obviously by the full force of the word, he wants us hot. That's his desire, right? And we're supposed to, we gain nourishment in our own lives by fulfilling the desire of God. That's what we read just a second ago. But he wishes that we were hot or cold. But because we're lukewarm, he'll spew us out. See, the lowest thing in the heart of God is lukewarm. That means a little bit of good, a little bit of bad. That, that's, that's not what the Lord wants. You know why? Because if somebody's really cold, if somebody's really cold for God, it's easy to deny them and not follow them. If somebody's hot for God, it makes somebody have a choice. I mean, we just, just this morning, the heat of God came in here, started doing miracles, started meeting people's lives, and, and already we had somebody make a choice, and they left, and that's okay. That, it's, that's part of the reason why it's happening, because it, God wants to give people a choice. Choose. Be hot, be cold. Don't be lukewarm. And so hot, hot is where God wants us. But if we're not hot, He'd rather us be cold. Do you know why? Because if somebody came in here and they said, hey, I'm a, I'm a you know, satanic worshiper. I'm a Satan worshiper. I worship Lucifer. And um, they don't even have to sacrifice stuff. But, you know, you, you, they start talking like that. That to us is very cold. And how many people, even in the world, are going to follow that? Not very many. Most, most people are going to be able to say, I, I don't know what I need, but I don't need that. Right? Most people are going to be able to figure that out. So God would rather us be hot or cold because, see, hot will catch people on fire. But here's the danger of lukewarm. The danger of lukewarm is it's pretty comfortable. It's pretty comfortable. So he walks right in here this morning and he brings the fire. 
you're still sitting here, so I guess you're okay with being uncomfortable, or either you've gotten used to the fire, and that's good. That's a good testimony about you. But see, lukewarm, it's the worst. So many people fall into the trap of not being on fire for God, and they're doing good, they're checking a box, they're, they're doing okay, but they're just not on fire for God, and so they're not catching anybody else. They're not producing fruit. They're not winning souls and making disciples. For, they're not living in abundance. They're not living in joy. They're not living in the overflow because they're lukewarm. Churches today are like that. We as a church have been like that before. I, you know, I just got to the point where I wasn't going to be like that anymore. I made a decision. You know, I'm willing for people to step up and walk out. I'm good with that. I mean, I'm almost happy about it because they need to know. You know, you want to make a decision to be hot or be cold. They, they need to decide, are you hot, cold, or are you going to be lukewarm? You need to decide that. And God says, be hot, be cold, don't be lukewarm. People need to make a decision. The great thing about the fire is it causes you to decide. And for those that are ready to be the humble tender, it causes others to light on fire as well. And it brings that fire of God, that intensity of an all-consuming fire to other people. Oh, what a beauty that is when a group of people start to burn together. Praise God. I want to tell you a story today, and I'll try not to take it long, but, you know, I'm not responsible for the Holy Spirit. I'm paying attention to Him, so I'll let Him lead. But here's the thing. Here's this story. You know, when Nicole and I got married, we, uh, that was in 1999. We just had our anniversary. Happy anniversary again. And um, 18 years of wedded bliss. Not a bump in the road. Most of the time. <laughs> had to finish that. I should have said it quieter, I guess. But, you know, we had dreams. I, I wrote the other day on our anniversary. I said, I... I had a dream as a child. I actually wrote a poem during our wedding, and I said, uh, from the beginning, uh, for as long as I can remember, God has given me a dream, a dream of our life to be. And then I can't remember the rest of it, but it was really cool and sweet. Amen. She cried. She cried. It was good. But that was true. It was true. So vivid and so keen. Amen. Amen. It's coming back. It's been 18 years, y'all. <laughs> and uh, I didn't have it memorized then. I definitely wasn't going to try and pull it out and memorize it then. I, I was like, I'm reading this thing. She walked out. She walked. Uh, this, this is funny. I was, praise God, everybody looks at the bride during the wedding. I was standing there. They opened the doors. She stood, she stood at the doors. And I, I was trying to control it. I was trying to control it. But my bottom jaw, not my lip, my jaw started going, uh, it's just like when the Holy Ghost almost, I mean, I was like, hallelujah, uh, you know, it was, I couldn't control it. I mean, I just, I was so happy, but here's, here's part of the reason I was happy was because God had given me a dream from this high and it was becoming fulfilled that day because I knew that she was the woman 
for me and I was the man for her and that God had ordained us to be together. And I loved her before. I loved her before we ever met because I knew that God had that person. And that day was the fulfillment of that dream, right? And he'll fulfill that. He'll, feel, he'll fulfill that. He'll fulfill that dream. Amen. He'll fulfill that dream in Jesus' name. He has not forgotten. He'll fulfill it. You just rest in him. I didn't know till I knew. Amen. He'll fulfill it in Jesus' name. Receive the peace of God on that. He's got a plan, and he is fulfilling it now in Jesus' name. Amen. He'll fulfill it. So one of those dreams along with Nicole was that we would have kids. And you know, like every uh, man, you know, one of those was a boy. And uh, so a couple of years later, we get pregnant. What are we having? A boy. That's it. All right. We're having a boy. Right? <laughs> well, uh, the <laughs> you feeling me? And then, and then comes the ultrasound. And they didn't agree with me. I was like, well, you're going to have to agree because that's going to be a boy. They're going to find something else. In Jesus' name, they're going to find it. And then, you know, I was wrong. <laughs> and about that time, Abigail was born. And uh, I tell you, it took me about a half second, and I didn't have not one thought of that. I wanted a boy first anymore. That was, I still wanted a boy, but it was, that was gone. I mean, in a split second, my heart, I, I, it's hard to describe how much love I had for Abigail when she was born. You know, and I, do what? Yeah, it's very helpful, isn't it? Yeah. Then I had that same love for Rachel and then the same love for Luke. And, you know, he's, he brought that boy and, you know, I'd gotten at peace with that, but I was still believing God, and I realized God had given me a dream for a boy as well. We figured that out, and that's when, you know, when we really said, Lord, do what you want to do. And not long after that, Luke got here, and what a joy. Whoo, what a handful. And, uh, and he's got a call. He's got a call in his life. And, um, you yeah, know, he didn't have a choice. Um, <laughs> and... I remember uh, Brother David Hogan, he said, I'm teaching my kids to preach. He said, God wants them to be something else. He said, he better teach them because <laughs> I'm teaching them to preach. So, oh well. Anyway, so then Abigail got there and uh, she was beautiful. And all the, is it Apgar scores or something like that? Some of the scores they give when babies are born. Anybody remember? Is that the right name? Okay. Those, uh. Those scores were off the charts. She did awesome, you know. And um, then we went about a month, and uh, she had just, uh, she wasn't putting on weight. And uh, she wasn't losing it, but she wasn't putting it on. And, you know, I, we were like, ah, oh, nothing's wrong. You know, we were living in faith, and we were, we we're not believing for any attack. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. And uh, we weren't paying that any attention whatsoever. And uh, it continued, and she continued to get pretty skinny. And she got more skinny and more skinny. And she was growing in length, but she was not growing 
and putting on that you know baby fat and um we went to the doctor and they said that's no, nothing she'll she'll turn and it continued and uh we went i guess it was about um about two and a half months or something like that and uh we were there at the doctor and the doctor they didn't even hear anything but she said the doctor said i think i think i'm not even sure i cannot be sure but i think i hear a heart murmur i think i hear that she said just because of that and because we don't know what's going on i'm going to send you to the heart clinic and let them you know do the echo and check her out and everything like that and we said okay you know it's going to be fine it's no problem and you know we just we figured she wasn't getting the right food or something like that but even this she wasn't even sure it's not there you know we're not believing for that um and we had learned too that even if it was there god's going to handle it god's going to take care of it you know he's going to fix it and so we got to the heart clinic and it was funny because um that was on a friday and on saturday nicole's mom and dad were having a uh, yard sale in greensboro so we had the big full-size Bronco, which is not a great family car, by the way. Go figure. Um, <laughs> it's a great car, great truck, but not a great family car. And uh, But anyway, this day it was a yard sale car because it was like baby seat and us and everything else to the ceiling was packed with yard sale stuff. We were going to take everything up to there and have this big yard sale and I mean, it was packed. So we drove in. We're not expecting anything. We go into the heart clinic and we go in that morning. They run all their checks and they're looking at stuff. And we're, I don't remember how long we're there. But I remember the face. I remember the face of the guy that walked out the door to talk to us. And on his face was fear for us. Because he knew stuff we didn't know. And I remember his face. I remember how he looked and he was like, let's go in here and sit down. And I was like, I don't like the way his face looks. And that's, that's not good. And uh, so we sit down and, and basically we find out that uh, uh, she had what's called coarctation of the aorta. Which basically means the main artery at that time was about the size of your pinky. And it had a strand of fibers wrapped around it that as she grew, it closed down that artery. And it, I don't have my pen on me, but um, I gave it away apparently. Anyway, thank you, sir. So once it, she grew, instead of being the flow of a pinky, it was the flow of the tip of that pen. So that was all the blood flow she had through her heart because it had constricted that he said you're not going anywhere you're leaving straight from here walking across the street and you're going to go have emergent emergency heart surgery on this child she was three months old and um you know i don't you think you love something you think you love somebody you think you love your children but then you sometimes have moments where you realize just how much that is. And that moment for me was when Nicole and I took that baby, three months old, and we handed her into the hands of those doctors. Man, something hit me because everything in my being was going, no, no, this is not happening. 
This is not happening. But, and at that time, I'm going, you know, Lord, I need you because this is out of my hands. This, this is not in my hands anymore. You know, I'm big, bad, marine guy, you know, knows God, loves God, God's got this. But this is out of Brian's hands with the exception of my faith. It's not in my physical hands anymore. And Nicole felt the same way. Man, I felt a love that I didn't know I had. I mean, I knew I loved her, but I didn't know the depths. Well, I found the depths that day. I also, you know, found a piece of the depths of God's love for us, too. And so we handed her over, and, and um, she had the emergency surgery. And, and basically, they took that little piece, they, they cut that piece out, they sewed those pieces together, everything went great. And um, they, said, they said, she did great. It went quicker than expected. She started recovering that day. Uh, it was awesome. You know, um, the recovery just went on time. We're believing God the whole time. Lord, you know, just make this quick, miraculous. You know, even the finances, the finances were already handled. They were already done before it even happened. It was just beautiful miracle. In other words, God, God was coming through. And he, and he does. God is so faithful. He's so faithful. Thank you, Father. Thank you. So then we spent the night. They put us, um, they wanted us to go to some house that splits the mom and the dad apart and puts them in separate rooms. We were like, mm -mm, that ain't happening. And uh, so we asked the hospital. Uh, I couldn't believe the hospital didn't have a better system for this. But uh, we're like, this is our baby. We're not leaving each other. We're drawing strength off of each other, you know. And uh, you had all these other people. They had different things. One, there was another couple, another family going through something very similar to us. And they were like a wreck. I mean, they were a wreck. And we were like, they were drawing strength off of us. I mean, they were watching us and wondering how we could be so strong, you know. But God was just strengthening us and giving us a peace. And, and it was awesome. And then... All of a sudden, um, you know, we, they give us a, basically a waiting room on some upper floor, and we spent the night and locked the door, and somebody tried to come in in the middle of the night, I think. And um, anyway, we, we spent the night there. And all throughout that day, uh, she was in the NICU, and uh, we had certain uh, visiting times, so we'd go up there and visit her. She was doing awesome, you know, because that was early in the morning, basically, and then the rest of the night. We'd go up there, we'd go up to a certain floor, come around the corner, there was the NICU, they'd buzz us in, we'd go in, see our baby, and everything. Like They at first told us we were going to be there like a week, I think, something like that, maybe. But we ended up, it was only going to be like two or three days. Major heart surgery, we're, we were getting ready to go. I mean, God was just moving. And uh, so we get up the next morning, everything's going well. Uh, people would come to visit us and pray and believe God with us, and we were really trusting God. And um, then all of a sudden, uh, the phone rings. We hear something over the speaker, and it caught my attention, and it said, something, 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 code alpha, code alpha. And um, if you know hospitals, anytime they call codes, that's not a good thing. But, you know, it's never for you, right? At least that's what we were thinking. And then all of a sudden, you know, we get, they said, Brian and Nicole Wright were in the waiting room. They said, Brian and Nicole Wright, come to the reception desk. 
So we get up and, and there's that face again. There's that face of somebody who's in deep fear for us. And his face, this time this guy's was even worse. It was as white as that wall. I mean, it was, he looked like a ghost. And he was scared. Um, because code alpha means basically, you know, at that point in that hospital, it meant basically that somebody stopped breathing, their heart stopped beating. It's a life, life or death. Something stopped that, that is a life sign. And um, so anyway, he said, um, they want you up in the NICU. Well, I'm not, I saw his face, and I was like, this is not good. God, you're with us, you know, we're praying. And so we get up, we come around the corner to where we normally go, but this time it's different. You know, we go around, we're getting ready to go into the NICU, and, but there's an armed guard standing there. I'm like, he has not been here before. And they're paging us, and that dude's face is white. What's going on? And I started to piece together, oh, the devil has tried to steal something. And what he had tried to steal was her life. We found out later that what had happened was a nurse had, you know, you know death by decimal, had given her an overdose ten times stronger than she was supposed to get. And in a three-month-old body that doesn't have much weight, it, her heart instantly stopped, her lungs filled with fluid, she arched her back and collapsed, and she was dead. And so, so y'all know the rest of the story, obviously, but here's the thing. So they say, hey, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Wright, you know, you've got people greeting you, armed guards. This is a fearful situation, or it, it can be. It's trying to be. And they say, uh, here, let's, why don't you step in here into this room? This is where you can wait for the doctor. Why don't you step into here? And so we step into there, and um, we're waiting, and, and a chaplain comes in. And at this point, I think it was, uh, yeah, my dad and mom were there. And they were in the, this waiting room with a small room, you know, and um, probably 10 feet by 10 feet, maybe 12 by 12. wasn't very big. Small, couple of small couches, and this chaplain comes in there, and he says, hey, he says, I'm chaplain such and such, can I help you? And he says, can I pray with you? And see, at this point, you know, I have a call in my life, I know that um, I've been filled with the Spirit, saved, born again, filled with the Spirit for quite a period of time, been preaching already, moving, and I know the difference uh, between the fire of God and not having the fire of God, and I'm learning more and more at this point. But I knew right then, I don't need somebody lukewarm. I don't need somebody lukewarm. Life and death, I don't know what's wrong yet. I didn't know that report yet, but I knew it was life or death. I don't need somebody lukewarm. And I looked at the chaplain, and uh, yeah, this is not time to be nice. This is not time to play games. This, this is time... To stand for what you believe, and you better know what you believe before now. You know, like if you're in the middle of a battle and now you're trying to jam rounds into a magazine, that's not a good time to be doing that. You need to have something in there. You need to have a loaded weapon. You need to have the fire of God before you get into situations like that. I knew this was not time to play. I said, sir, 
said, I really appreciate you being here. I said, are you filled with the Spirit? He said, well, um, I, 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 I don't know if he said, I think I am or I don't know. His hesitation was all I needed to know. I said, do you pray in tongues? He said, no, I don't do that. I said, I appreciate it. Have a good day. Why? Because I don't need that. If you don't understand that God has commanded us to be filled with the Spirit, you're calling yourself a minister of God, that He poured that out so that power would be there, and you're trying to say, I'm a leader. So and on some level, you have denied the fire. You're walking in lukewarmness. I don't need lukewarm. I don't need spit out of my mouth right now. I need life. I need power. I need the fire of God. I said, I, and I really appreciated him being there. I hope that if he ever, if he remembers that moment, this ever gets back to him, I'd love to meet that guy and hug his neck and love on him. And I hope that that moment inspired him. But at that right there at that time, I needed somebody that walked in this. Yeah. We started praying. I didn't know what was wrong. We didn't know what was wrong. We started praying in the Spirit. Lord, just lifting up the Lord, praising God for who he is. You know, we needed the fire of God and the power of God right now. Right now. We didn't need playing. We don't need lukewarm. Uh-uh. I don't need somebody checking the box. I need somebody sold out. At that moment, praise God. You know, and, and you can say, well, how come you didn't just pray for her and she was healed? You know what? Several months before that, the Lord had been ministering to my heart to raise my faith. Raise your faith. Raise your faith. I think the same thing for Nicole. I know it for me. Raise your faith. I pushed that to the side. I really wish I wouldn't have. But I did push it to the side. But I did know about the verse that God will provide a way of escape. And at that moment, we're just believing God that we'll walk out of here without going backwards, that everything will turn out. She will be whole and restored in Jesus' name. And right now, we're believing that the power of God will meet whatever the situation is that would cause a guy to look like a ghost for fear for us, that would cause them to send security guards, that would cause them to send us up here and start Mr. and missing us, and we're only like 20-something. I needed, I needed God to show up. I needed something outside of my box because my box was empty. I, I didn't have any more to give. I needed God. See, we can't wait till that situation. Praise God that I had, we had people in our lives. We had pastors. We had, we had ministers that had sowed. You know, I'll, I'll throw out some names. Praise God for Pastor Ken and Valerie McPherson. Praise God for my mom and dad, Roger, uh, Roger and Vicki Wright and, and Jan and Smiley Cheryl, that had sowed into our life the, the things of God. Praise God that there were people like Jeff and Christy Winfield who had invited us to a church that was on fire. Praise God uh, for people like uh, Pastor Jim uh, Marshall. Jim and Lynn Marshall in Wadesboro that had accepted the Holy Ghost and took us down to Brownsville where the fire of God was being poured out and God poured on us and filled us with the Holy Spirit. Praise God for, for somebody named Rick Kidd that led this little kid to the Lord at seven years old. 
Praise God for a dad who didn't make excuse, but, but went after the Lord when all religion was, was pressing on him, that that stuff was for yesterday, that power doesn't exist, that he said, no, this word is alive, and God is worthy to trust, and pressed into the power of God. Otherwise, she wouldn't be running around taking pictures today. Praise God for people that at least at some point in their life, they were on fire for God and not walking in lukewarmness. Some of these people were pastors, but some of them were just people. They're just believers. See, if you had the power of God in your hands and you could have just prayed and the situation been solved that day, would you have helped us? Would you would, raise your hand if you'd have helped us if you had that power flowing in you? But see, the truth is, we haven't all had that power in us. And we don't know when moments like that are coming up. And we're walking around in lukewarmness, making excuses. We're checking a box. You know, going to church, it's the beginning. And it'll bring accountability and it'll start growing. And we have other things like the front lines prayer at 9 o'clock on Sunday morning. The life groups, right? Special service, the Holy Spirit service, you know, every second Tuesday. We're going to do a, we're going to have a revival probably in the middle of the summer. It may go longer than your flesh wants to go. But see, these are the things where you say, I need to step up to new places in God and I need to be ready, not just for me, but for people around me. Because I know you would have wanted to help, but could you? Could you? See, if you don't take steps ahead of that and you're not in the process of winning fruit. See, if Jeff and Christy Winfield had not asked us to go to a Bible study, I don't know that we would have even made it to the hospital. I don't know that Abigail would have made it. Because we had faith imparted into us and the life and the promises of God in that place. I don't know that we would have made it there. Had we not submitted ourselves, that place where we got filled up with the power of God, it was 45 minutes driving that big Bronco. We were making less than 15000 a year, but we were committed. The doors are open. We're there. 45 minutes away. Let me tell you, that thing can suck some gas down. That was the biggest bill we had every month was the gas to get to church. But that was our place. And we knew God had something for it. I didn't know this was coming. We didn't know that. We just knew God had a word, he had a place, and that we would flourish as we plant ourselves in the house of God. That's scripture, isn't it? Amen, preacher. We will flourish in the courts of heaven as we're planted in the house of God. See, a lot of times we make excuses. Well, that's just, that's too many services. That's too much. I got stuff to do. I want to do this. I want to do that. And we don't carry the fire because we're, we're sitting there. And then there comes along somebody that they need help. They need a fire-filled person. They need a powerful person of God. And that person's not there because that person's been making excuses and letting options come in the way of going after God with all their heart. What temperature have we been at? And what temperature are you going to be at from here on out? 
Are you going to be fire of God hot or are you going to be lukewarm? I know by the fact that you're sitting here that you don't want to be cold. But most of us, honestly, if we really look at it, we've been lukewarm. And do not raise your hand. But how many feel like you could have brought a miracle that day in that situation? How many of us, we're, we're seeing the fruit of God leading people to the Lord on a regular basis? See, these are the questions that we need to ask ourselves, judge ourselves so that we're not judged, so that we don't get in the middle of that moment and we need the power of God. We need a miracle. And all of a sudden, we, we're not bringing anything. We don't know enough about Jesus and caring enough but walking in the presence of Jesus to bring that power. We are supposed, every believer is supposed to walk on that level. Everyone that believes will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Every believer is called to produce fruit that remains. Amen. Let me tell you what the fire of God can do. The fire of God can restore and make whole. They told us, well, she'll never be a normal person. She's healed, but when she gets older, she's going to start having problems. This was not a question. We really heard them. Mm-hmm, 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 No. No, we're not standing on that. No, 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 no. She's going to be perfect. She's going to be whole. We believe in the fullness of the restoration and the redemptive work of Jesus Christ. When he hung on that cross, he bore our sins and our sicknesses. That Jesus, by his stripes, we were healed in Jesus' name. We're not going to be healed. We were healed. He sent his word and healed them. Jesus of Nazareth went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed of the devil. And he healed them all over and over again. And he healed them all. This is a King, this is our Savior. This is the fullness of the promise. And the fire of God is poured out for anybody who will get set themselves to hunger and thirst after Him. Yes. It's not just for preachers, not just for pastors. It's for every believer. Those that believe will lay hands on the stick and they shall recover. Yes. So we kept going back and they were like, her heart looks great, but she's going to have a problem. Her heart looks great, but she's going to have a problem. But then after a few years, her heart looks great, and you know, it looks better. You know, it looks better. J.D. is going to put it up, but I want to show you something. This is the power of God. This is the life of God. This is the time we went there, and the doctor said, I am a heart surgeon, and if I was not there the day, the day, if I was not there the day that she got operated on, I would not know that she had been operated on. And she will be normal. She will not have any problems. She is completely whole. Do not expect anything. That's the fire of God. That's the love of your Father that loves you so much. But it doesn't just come simply because you know that He can do that. It comes because you've given yourself to be a carrier of the fire and the power of God. You've received, most of you already received prayer this morning for the power and the fire of God. You know, that day we were sitting there, we didn't know what was going on. We just knew that the security guard was outside and people got real serious and scared for us. 
And they came in. We just prayed in the Spirit until we knew that it was done. We had peace. It's all right. We had peace. They walked in, and they said this. They said, they said look, say they told us the situation. She flatlined. We found out more about it later. She said, at that moment, it was a, the weirdest hour. Your doctor that operated on here, he is never here, never here at that time. He was right across the hall, heard the code, came right in here, and brought her right back to life. Everybody else was flipping out. The doctor walked right in at the right moment. No extra seconds sitting there, you know, coded. Right at that moment. No extra seconds. No, There was provision right in the place. Just like the ram caught in the thicket for Abraham when he believed God and he was willing to give himself and all that he had for God. The ram was caught in the thicket. And because his temperature was hot and not cold and not lukewarm, there was provision laid right up for him. And just like that, there was provision laid right up for you. Right up for us. What do you think that would have done to a, a preacher who was still growing up in the Lord if she hadn't have made it? I feel pretty certain you wouldn't be seeing me preach today. I would hope, I would love to say that, oh, you'd still see me, maybe even more fired, but I can't tell you that. We needed the fire of God. We needed the power of God. We needed it to be real. We needed him to come through and make it whole like it never happened. And that's exactly what he did. That's exactly what he did. But that takes for us to be there for ourselves and for others. It takes commitment when our flesh screams, I don't want it. And that happens a lot more than we're willing to really tell somebody else. I don't want to do that. I didn't want to get up and get ready for church today. But we need that. We need that. Right now, just close your eyes. The beginning of fire is having your relationship where it needs to be. The beginning of fire, the beginning of power, is getting that relationship right. And you may be at the place where your relationship is just not where it needs to be. Maybe you've never known Jesus. Maybe you don't know him as Lord and Savior. Maybe, maybe you know, you've never really known him. Maybe you're at the place where I've known him before, but something's happened. I've slipped. I've backslidden. I've, I've done some wrong stuff. Or maybe something in life happened. Maybe you had one of these tragedies and you weren't carrying the fire and people around you weren't. And it affected you and it hurt you. And because of that, you could have even been mad at God. And the whole time, God's heart's breaking for you. He wants to help you. He wants to love on you. Maybe, maybe you just don't know. Maybe you don't know if you know him or not. Maybe you're just unsure. If you find yourself in any one of these three categories, I just ask you right now just to raise your hand. I see that. Amen. I see that. I see that. I see that. Anyone? I see that. Amen. I see that. Amen. Anyone else? I see that. Amen. Hold it up. Okay. Amen. Anyone else?
You know, on that cross, he, he said, you can put it down. On that cross, he said this. He said, I love you almost more than our English words will express. I love you with an everlasting love, strong enough to send my child to die for you. And Jesus said, strong enough to give you my life. The fire of God and the power of God and the reality of God, it all comes out of relationship with him an intimate relationship with Him through Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, having fellowship with the Father. And today you have that ability to make that right. I just ask, if you raised your hand today, I just want you to stand up right now. Just stand up real quick. Quickly, stand up. If you raised your hand, stand up. Amen. Thank you for that boldness. You know, and it could be either one of those situations. Nobody knows. Go ahead, even if you didn't raise your hand, but you need, you need to say, hey, I, I need that relationship. I need it renewed today. You don't know if you have that other chance. You don't know. Today's the day. Today is your day of salvation. Amen. I see that. I see that. Amen. Anyone else? Stand up now. That relationship needs to be real. Stand up now in Jesus' name. Now, just right now, come forward. Come right here in front of the altar. If you're standing, come forward. Good. Give him a hand. Look, at that's boldness right there. Come on. Oh. I love you. Go stand with your mom. <laughs> that was awesome. You know, you may be standing there and you may be saying, you know, you may have raised your hand. You may not have raised your hand, but what you needed, all of us, is for that relationship to be renewed. We need for that temperature gauge to rise. And so I would say every single one of us needs to pray this. Keep that relationship exactly where it needs. But you just pray this after me once, once I give you these scriptures. It says this. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. He didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world and judge it, but through him it might be saved. He's not looking to point the finger at you. He's looking to give you a helping hand that when you come before the throne of grace, you will find help in time of need. You, here's what he's saying to you. He's saying that every single one of us is messed up, including me, especially me, this guy right here preaching this morning. Especially me. And the wages of sin is not good. It leads to death in our lives. It leads to death of our provision. He says, but the love of God poured out, saved us from that death. He took our sin on him to become the perfect substitution. And if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is the Lord and the director of our lives, if we confess that and we believe that he died for us and God brought him back to life, we shall be saved. All those that call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So right now, just bow your heads and let's all just pray this. Just say, Jesus, Jesus. I'm calling on you today. I need new relationship. I need it alive. I need it, I need it on fire. Jesus, you are the Lord of my life. 
You are the director. You make the calls, and I'm obedient. I follow your commands. And it always leads me to the best place. The places of triumph in my life. I believe that you died for me. And that God brought you back to life. Physically resurrected you. And when he resurrected you, Jesus, he raised me up with you. And seated me in heavenly places with Jesus. I'm not now a beat up sinner on the earth. I'm sitting with a victorious king in heavenly places. The places of authority at the right hand of God. And all things are under my feet. I am made... The righteousness of God in Christ. Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. Fill me with your fire. Fill me with your power to be your witness, to bear fruit, and live the life you've called me to live. I receive it as so. According to your word, Today, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Just keep your head back.